you're listening to a City on a Hill podcast. We'd love you to use and share this podcast, but please refrain from editing the content without permission from City on a Hill. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au. We're going to read from Luke chapter 24, verse 1 to 12. If you've got a Bible, love for you to grab it out and read along with me. Otherwise, it should be up on the screen. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returning from the tomb, they told all these things to the 11 and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary, the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves And he went home marvelling at what had happened. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, church. Uh, It's great to be with you this morning. Uh, As Mike said before, my name is Zach, and I get the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at City on a Hill, Brisbane. Uh, It's so great to have you here. I want to extend my welcome to you if this is your first time with us this morning. Uh, It's great that you have joined us for church, uh, and especially on this Sunday. Maybe today is just the day that you usually go to church. Maybe one of your uh, sort of religious or Christian family or friends has dragged you along because it's Easter Sunday, and you thought, yeah, righto, I'll come along. Uh, Well, good news for you. You have come on the best day you could possibly come, uh, as we've already heard multiple times this morning. What we are celebrating is that our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, uh, did not stay dead in the grave, but He has risen to life, and that has incredibly powerful consequences for uh, the entire universe, but especially you and I, who are in desperate need, as we'll see as we work through our text this morning. We are in desperate need of coming and encountering the risen and living living Jesus. Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, he once said that we see our customers as invited guests to a party and we are the hosts. It's our job every day to make every important aspect of the customer experience a little bit better. Everything around us is set up to entice us with experience Think about the ads you see on TV, on billboards as you're driving through the city or you hear on the radio. They are set up to make us feel like we're missing something or that this product could result in a fantastic experience. Maybe even a life-changing experience. For me, something that um, grabs me every time I sit on a billboard uh, across the city roads in Brisbane is uh, the ad for the Polestar electric car. Check out this image. Isn't that just delightful? (laughs) Even if you took the car out 
Just how nice is that minimalistic, plain background, a couple of lines, a few shadows. Uh, and what's interesting, even more than the look of the car or the desire for the car, the aesthetic of the advertising sells me on that minimalistic, simple life. There's something calming about that. Um, Hannah and my wife and I have two kids, Sonny and Zoe, and they are full of uh, all the energy in the world. Um, somehow God gave our kids 500% energy um, and didn't want to ratio that out. Uh, and this looking at that image just brings me calm and I wish that that was my life. Um, but instead, imagine a lot more squiggles and lines and chaos happening, and that's my life. I want that experience, but the question about experience is, will it last? Will it really satisfy? Someone who made their millions selling an experience, Marie Kondo, she now says uh, that she's almost given up on the tidying lifestyle. She was made famous for her uh, tidying techniques and her tidying lifestyle. Um, and I'm sure there are many of us even in this room that um, have taken some of that on board. But after her third child, she realised that she simply can't keep up. Uh, and I read one quote that said, all the mums in the world said, duh. Um, <laughs> the experience that she has been selling has fallen short now even for her. And we are all chasing the experience, something that will bring us to life, give us joy, give us satisfaction. And in our text this morning, we are brought into the narrative of two people with a very unusual experience, but one far greater than what modern marketing can offer us. Uh, the author, Luke, uh, who is he just read from, uh, he details this story as he's reporting uh, in his biography of Jesus' life, about Jesus' life, his death and now his resurrection. Uh, and if you want to go and read that, uh, you can just look it up in the Gospel according to Luke or as you look through the contents page, the, the book called Luke, um, which reminds me, if you don't own a physical Bible, we would love to give you one. Uh, we think that this is the best news on the whole world, uh, so we'd love to put this news into your hand um, and even help you to read it and understand it. But before we hear a bit more about that story, here's the story so far, if you haven't been able to join us until this morning. Good Friday, which we just had a couple of days ago, was the day that Jesus died on the cross, and that's, that day has come and gone. Jesus had remained in the tomb throughout Holy Saturday. And now today, Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate, as we just read, that the tomb is empty and those who went to look for the body of Jesus, as Lisa so visually helped us understand, Jesus was no longer in that tomb. Enter the two travellers on the road to Emmaus. As we work through this part of the story, I hope that we can notice the details about the experience that these two travellers have. Let's uh, open our Bibles again and let's read together. I'm going to read Luke chapter 24 and I'm going to read verse 13 to 17. So just after where Izzy finished up. It says, That very day, two of them were going to a village named Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all the things that had happened. 
while they were talking and discussing together, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were kept from recognising him. And he said to them, what is this conversation that you are holding with each other? And they stood still looking sad. First, we notice that these travellers had sad hearts. They had just witnessed their friend, their rabbi, without really realising that it was him. Um, but they, uh, sorry, they just witnessed their friend, their rabbi, Jesus, die on the cross on Good Friday. And they thought that he would be the redeemer of Israel. Instead, though, he died a brutal death. They'd had a very sad experience over the last few days. And why were they really sad? Well, verse 21 tells us, they reported to Jesus and they said that we had hoped that he, the one that they saw die on the cross, would be the one to redeem Israel. Because the Jews back in the first century were under Roman occupation. They were waiting for God to redeem them from their Roman overlords. And they'd already witnessed a few revolutionaries rise up to try and overthrow the Romans, but each one of them had failed. But they thought that in Jesus, with all his mighty deeds, all of his incredible miracles and his incredible teaching, that he might be finally the one to rescue them. These travellers had hoped They'd put their hopes in the wrong experience. They were hoping that they'd experience freedom from Roman rule. Instead, Jesus dies on a Roman cross. All seems lost. Our two travellers have sad hearts. And I wonder what experiences that you have wrongly placed your hopes in. Experiences that you thought would give you satisfaction, would give you the good life, maybe things like money and the experiences that money can buy, maybe power, the job promotion, the, uh, the recognition, the affirmation of your new job, maybe relationships, the experience of having a boyfriend or a girlfriend or of being married or trying to find pleasure in being with someone. Maybe as we find pretty often across Brisbane or the Gold Coast, maybe it's in fitness only to realise that this body is wasting away. Maybe you're joining us this morning and you don't normally go to church. Again, I'm so glad that you are here today. And I'm sure you can relate to what I've just said. I'm sure that you can think back on your life at failed experiences. Maybe you came today hoping on a prayer that church or religion or Jesus can offer an experience that satisfies your heart and heals your sad heart. I think all of us can look back in our lives to failed experiences, experiences that failed to live up to what they, that was promised, what was expected from those experiences. And I'm sure that all of us understand the sad hearts of these travellers. I know for me it was church and how some Christians acted that resulted in my sad heart when I was growing up. My dad had been a church minister uh, pretty much as long as I'd been alive. Um, however, I can remember he didn't have a huge amount of great experiences being a church minister right throughout my growing up. 
I'd put a lot of my expectations on what church should be. And when that wasn't met, when we moved from New Zealand back to Melbourne, due to my sad heart, I went chasing after other experiences to try and soothe or heal my sad heart. I got caught up with mates in year 11 and year 12, chose to do things and have experiences that are contrary to who I know God is. And I chose to try and heal my sad heart with these other experiences. However, as we notice about, uh, as we notice next with these two travellers, they had dull hearts, hearts that were slow to understand slow to understand that our chasing of other experiences will never be enough to heal our sad hearts. After they explained their sadness to Jesus, who still hasn't revealed himself yet, they still haven't recognised that it is Jesus who's with them, Jesus actually rebukes them, or he calls them out for having dull hearts. In verses 25 and 26, Six of chapter 24, it says, And he, Jesus, said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? They had sad hearts because they had dull or slow hearts. They didn't understand why Jesus had to die on the cross, even though, as Jesus just said, it had been explained time and time again right throughout the Bible. These travellers, and in fact, many other people in that time, did not understand. Jesus calls them out for not believing what all the prophets had spoken. If you're unfamiliar with the Bible, there are two main sections. There's the Old Testament and the New Testament. And Jesus is referring to the prophets who prophesied or who spoke on God's behalf to the people hundreds of years before Jesus was even born, that Jesus would come and be the saviour of God's people, Israel. However, now in the New Testament, we hear from Jesus that many people uh, did not understand or believe what was prophesied. Jesus tells our two travellers that, They are slow of hearing and understanding. And this is why they have sad hearts. They did not understand why Jesus died and that he would rise again. And so in verse 27, it tells us that, and beginning with Moses, who was the the first great prophet of ancient Israel, And all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself. So Jesus spends time with these two travelers and he walks right through the whole whole story of the Bible, all all the incredible events, all the prophecies, all the things that take place right throughout the Bible. And Jesus helps these two travelers to see that Jesus is the answer. He's the fulfillment. He's the one that all of these prophecies, all of these Old Testament stories are pointing to and pointing to the fact that he had to come, he had to die and he had to rise again. Now, this part of the story might seem irrelevant to you and me, but the Apostle Paul helps us to understand, uh, as he tells us in Romans, that it actually is extremely relevant for you and I. 
If you've got your Bibles, come with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans is uh, just two books away from Luke. In Romans chapter 1, verses 18 to 25, Paul, writing to a, a church in Rome, he writes this to them. He says, For the wrath or the anger of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their righteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honour him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, to the dishonouring of their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. This is quite confronting because we, especially in 2023, we're so used to being told that our truth is the truth. However, Paul says here that you and I have suppressed the truth and decided that our truth is the truth. And we're told that the result of this is that we've become futile in our thinking, which means that we're incapable of producing useful results and that our foolish hearts were darkened to the truth of who God is. And this is all the result of sin or rebellion or our wrongs against holy God. Maybe you're here this morning and you don't think you've ever wronged God. Paul helps us understand that as well and tells us differently. Again, in his letter to these Romans, a couple of chapters later, he says that all have sinned. Every single one of us, every single person in this room, every other person in every other room, we have all done something to wrong our holy God, to offend him, and we have sinned against him. And the Bible tells us that we rightly deserve death because of our wrong against God. And here, we understand why we have sad hearts. Because we have dull hearts. We are lost in our lack of understanding. It's thinking that our truth is the truth means that we have lost the capacity to understand the truth. And so now we chase experiences in all the wrong places, hoping that something will heal the sadness and the dullness and our brokenness. And this is something certainly that my uh, experience uh, that I had in, in year 12, I thought if I just follow my friends, go with the crowd, I'll find the experience. But my heart was too dull. No matter how hard I tried, I could not 
figure it out. I couldn't find an experience that really healed my heart and gave me purpose, gave me life or gave me meaning because ultimately what I needed as we see with our travelers is that we are in need of burning hearts. Not the kind that you fix with Gaviscon or Quickies, but the kind of experience that brings you alive and not just for a moment, but for the very purpose of your life. These travellers experience something in their walking and talking with Jesus. Come back with me to Luke 24, reading from verse 28 to 32. It said, So they drew near to the village to which they were going, and Jesus acted as if he were going farther, but they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is now far spent. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at table with them, he took the bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? When Jesus reveals himself to them, when Jesus opens their minds to understand, they realize that they have been brought alive. Their hearts are alight with life and purpose and a full experience, an experience that radically changes their lives forever. Now, it wasn't until about one year after moving to Melbourne that I finally went back to church. It was actually a very large church, it was a very loud and enthusiastic church. I remember standing up during some of the singing surrounded by probably around 2,000 people. 99% of them would have had their hands raised in the air, singing loudly. And whilst I stood there, seemingly uninterested. But in that moment, Jesus revealed himself to me. Like our travellers, it wasn't the size of the church, it wasn't the amount of people, it wasn't the great music or the flashy lights, but in that moment, Jesus reminded me that he was truly and really alive and that he is the life. That Jesus is the one who gives the truth. He reminded me that Jesus had lived a perfect life the only one who was truly innocent. And yet, this innocent saviour, on my behalf, went to the cross and suffered the death that I rightly deserved to die. And that he rose again from the dead on Resurrection Sunday, which is what we are remembering and celebrating together this morning. Church, Jesus is alive. Jesus is the only one who can heal your sad heart, who can bring alive your dull heart by showing you who he is, what he's done and what he will do, resulting in our burning hearts, hearts alive with Christ's life. What's amazing in this story this morning is that What brought these men alive, these travellers alive, was Jesus revealing himself. It wasn't giving them this experience or giving them that experience. It wasn't showing them a bunch of people who were doing this or it wasn't convincing them of some philosophical uh, worldview. 
but it was Jesus showing these two travelers who he was from the whole text of the Bible, revealing that he had to come, he had to live, he had to die, and he had to rise again from the dead that you and I might have life in Jesus. And so today we've explored the narrative of Jesus' encounter with these travelers. We've witnessed their sad hearts and their dull hearts. And we've recognized that by knowing Jesus, they've come alive with burning hearts. And surely as we recognize the sadness of our own hearts, the failures of experiences and expectations that we've placed on people or products, as we've considered the dullness of our own hearts that left to ourselves, we don't seek after God or His ways. We chase empty experiences, expecting that they will satisfy. We, like our two travellers, realise that we need the resurrected Jesus to show us who He is, that we can be truly brought to life, that our hearts can truly burn within us, that the failed experiences and expectations that result in sad hearts are never healed or changed by our dull hearts, but we are in desperate need of knowing Jesus that we might have burning hearts. This morning, I'm going to invite you to pray with me. I'm going to pray a prayer of sorry, thanks, and please. It's just a a helpful framework to help us understand how to come to Jesus and ask that he would help us to understand who he is, that he might be the one who would heal our sad and dull hearts by revealing himself to us and granting us burning hearts, hearts alive with the light and life of Jesus. I'm going to pray this prayer slowly and hopefully that'll give you time to even repeat the prayer to yourself. You think about the words that we're saying and praying to our Father in heaven. And I want to encourage you, if you're with us this morning and you would say that you don't yet place your trust in Jesus, I want to encourage you, this would be a great time to come before our Father in heaven, pray this prayer, place your trust in who Jesus is, Let me lead us in this prayer. Heavenly Father, I'm sorry that I've been chasing the answer to my sad heart in all the wrong places. I'm sorry that I have not desired to know Jesus. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you that Jesus died on the cross. Thank you that he rose to life three days later. Thank you that in Jesus, I can have real life. Please help me to understand all that the Bible says about Jesus. Please help me to trust Jesus, that he alone is the one who can heal my heart. Amen. And hey, if you... um, if you meant that prayer, if you genuinely want to know Jesus and be healed of your sad and dull hearts, to be brought to life with a burning heart by knowing Jesus, then we'd love to be a part of your journey. 
It would be great if you told somebody that you meant that prayer. You can come and talk to me or you can talk to Mike after the service or maybe you came with a family member or a friend who comes to church. Uh, it'd be great if you told them and we'd love to celebrate that with you, but we'd also love to come alongside you and help you to really understand who Jesus is, that your life might come alive as you come to know Jesus more. Can I encourage you now to stand and we're gonna sing a song together in Christ alone reinforcing that uh, the reality of our lives, the, the only place that we find true life is in Jesus Christ alone. We ask these things in your powerful name. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to know more about our church, or if you'd like to donate to the work of City on a Hill, please visit cityonahill.com.au.